Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back in the building. Players Only is here for the Week 11 edition. I got Sean Barber, former linebacker with the Chiefs. And several other teams. Yeah, man. Woo de woo. My man Joe Mays. Shout out to my man Shout Joe, out to Joe Mays. Woo woo. He's not with us this year. Brought us to a couple of Super Bowl appearances. And we got a guest in the building. And it's about time that we had the scales slightly turned and flipped. Where we got two offensive guys in here and one defensive guy. Justifiably so. The offensive guys are the smartest side of the football. I got Keith Cash, former tight end with the Kansas City Chiefs. What's up? Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> there you go. It's in the building, y'all. Offensive guy. We taught him the buttons. It said it was simple as one, two, three, and he still messed it up. Hey, it's all right, Keith. It's all right. We know you're still flustered about that KU loss last oh. week. Was it too low, early? Low. Too soon? Too low, soon? Low. Too soon. Too soon. Dang, my bad. I didn't read, I didn't read the fine print. My bad. And I am Dayton Hughes, host of Players Only. Each and every week we come to you 6 to 7 on Thursdays. And we just chop it up a little roundtable with former players only. Uh, chop it up about the Chiefs' past victory and the upcoming game. We also have the Jays Southland Tow Service text line open, 913-576-7610. That is the text line and the call-in line. So, Get some activity on that because we will, as we do each and every week in the third quarter, we have the Times Yours segment, and we want to hear from all of the fans or as many fans as possible in the Chiefs' kingdom. But, fellas, man, we got we got smiles on our faces. We got three straight wins, and we got an opportunity to go to the Death Star, Darth Vader's lair, out in the middle of the desert, and get a W against the Raiders. This Raiders team that many people thought was their year. I know we've heard that several years over and over. But the Chiefs get their third straight win. 
And uh, I want to hear you guys' thoughts because I, I, I kind of feel like it was a big win in many areas, not just in the score, but just in the, the approach and how things were unfolded for that game. Well, I'm going to keep it real quick and then kick to my man Keith Cash because I know he got a lot of insight and knowledge to drip <laughs> wisdom to drop. But I think it was just business as usual. It was the Chiefs taking a business trip and taking care of their business. They loved the white on white. It was icy. Pat, you heard him say it. It was the business trip. It, wasn't about, it didn't matter about the casinos. Nobody cared about the high rods or the MGM or any other of those casinos. What about them spots? big offensive linemen wearing the white on white? They loved it. <laughs> loving it. Right? Loving it. Loving all of it. I just think that the attitude for the for the trip was just take care of business. It was like, hey, this, it don't, the first time, the, the, the Starship, all these other things that were uh, the Raiders being on the national media about, you know, rugs and then uh, the Arnett and Gruden, I mean, all these off-the-field things were happening in, internally for that team. But we still had a, a football game to go and take care of business because we knew at, at the start of our game, whoever won that game was going to be um, AFC champions. And I think um, AFC, that number one seed, we was looking, we, we took care of our business. So I like the, the, the attitude, the emotion, and I like the way the team came out with a focus. That's one of those uh, get-right games. You know, every year you have one of those, you get right. So you struggle throughout the year, which they've been doing, and everything kind of came together that game. It looked like Patrick was on on fire. Uh, hold on, Keith. Hold on, Keith. I think the other that mic is is not getting you in full. I, I, I'll chime in first, and we'll let you come back, Keith. I, I agree with Barbershop. I think it was business at hand. There was some concern, obviously, when you go to a city like Las Vegas – and the business trip is not the normal routine. And what I mean by that for the fans out there, normally for the Chiefs, they get to a certain city right around 4 p.m. that local time. If you play a what would be a 12 p.m. game here, if you go to Denver or, or if you go to West Coast, it's going to be a little earlier. Or Usually they move those games to the late afternoon because of the time frame, but you have a routine. You throw a curveball in when you play a Sunday night or a Monday night or a Thursday night because you got more time during game day to get outside of your routine, to have to configure different things for the players to do in in and out of their room. Make sure they're not, uh, you know, they're not s- sleepy. Make sure they're still moving around. They don't get lethargic. All those different things, and then you add the destination of Las Vegas where as you as many of the listeners likely saw on TV there was a lot of red there so there was a lot of fans there was a lot of family there it's a destination for most opponents who play the Las Vegas Raiders so you had to be concerned about all that but i agree with barbershop they treated it as a business trip 100% business trip and they were the better football team. And for many people who thought that the Raiders were a better football team just because of their record, I think those people were shut down right around the third quarter. End of the third quarter, I think that's when you really recognize who was the truly better team. Now, that doesn't mean that the game still wasn't in the balance and that there wasn't an opportunity for the Raiders to possibly, you know, snatch away a win or or get some momentum or what have you. But I think right around that time, you recognized, if you were any kind of a, a football aficionado, you recognized that the Chiefs were the better 
football team and deserve the win. I recognize that real early. I mean, I thought that they had a little more pep in their step. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was about that game. I call them get-right games when you've been struggling all year. You start playing a little bit better, then you have one of those games where everything comes together. That's a a get-right game. And during those get-right games, it's usually a tell of what's going to happen the rest of the season, in my opinion. They have everything uh, kind of flowing, quarterbacks making his reads, getting into the right spots. Uh, Receivers are where they're supposed to be. The running game showed up. I mean, the running back played well uh, in the running game and the passing game. So it's just one of those. And don't um, the defense looks like Chris Jones is playing inside a little mm-hmm. bit more. It was just a good team victory, something that you can uh, look at. Hopefully this is the, the turning point of their season. Barbershop, you get the perspective. I kind of feel like we can go about breaking down this team two different directions. Keith and I played offense, so we spent a majority of time watching film on opposing defenses. Keith, Keith played offense. You played special teams. I play. <laughs> <laughs> Julio, yeah. is it time to go to a break yet? It's not time. Okay. So um, I played offense. Majority, Did you see how my voice went high? Ma- I played offense. Majority of snaps for special teams. Not true. Kind of true. I was about to say. <laughs> it's within a few percentage points. Yeah, okay. but, that's, right. but still, I was in the meetings with the offense and watched the film. Oh, okay. I got you. Dang, bro. Uh, <laughs> so. Threw them all off right there. Yeah, you threw me off. All Snaps. right, barbershop. So now, just because of that comment, I'm going right back to Keith. Keith, you and I, you and I, you and were I in the offensive meeting rooms. <laughs> Watching and studying offensive, or, or I should say defensive films, I think we're better than Barbershop to speak about the defense versus our Chiefs offense, things that we exploited, how we exploited them. What was your perspective on the game from that viewpoint? And let me, let me uh, you know, before you get into it, I've always said on this air that we don't see the game better than any other fan. We just see it different. Right. Right. So we, I've been in you know watch parties with you where we just watch the game differently. Yeah, absolutely. I think the couple things that I took away from that game, it's the the timing of that offense. He got the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. That was the main thing for me. That's been the problem all year. He's trying to force things. He took what the defense gave him. Looked like they called some screens early on. That opened it. That it just opens up stuff for Andy to do stuff later in the game. And when you get those guys really thinking about stopping the run, stopping those quick passes, then there's some things that open up uh, down the field. Yeah, I would say, you know, from the offensive perspective, to me, and I don't believe we we can provide bulletin board material because we're just former players that see the game differently. The Raiders were one of the more predictable teams defensively that the Chiefs have faced all year. Here's why. They came into the game being a team that did not blitz. And guess what? They did not blitz. They came into the game with having some success last year where they had the defensive ends, Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby, line up in outside nine techniques. So, Keith, from a nine technique, you know that's like a guy that would be out wide, wider than you as a tight end. And basically isolating the tackle and saying, my speed on the outside is going to beat your tackle's footwork. And we're going to constrict the pocket from the outside wide 
because we kind of believe that Patrick Mahomes is not comfortable stepping up into the pocket. He wants to escape left and right. So last year, if you remember, prior to their victory lap around Arrowhead, they were one of the first teams to employ that wide rush that ultimately jumped up and bit us in the Super Bowl against the, the Buccaneers. But they were one of the first ones with Crosby coming out wide and basically running around the the, the our tackles. Yeah. It's a, it's and a, they did the same thing. Right, right. It's a track meet to the quarterback. Yeah, that's basically what they're saying. So it wasn't – there wasn't any ingenuity. There wasn't any real creativity with their defensive approach to the Chiefs. While, on the flip side, like you mentioned, Keith, the Chiefs – we tightened the screws. Patrick was getting the ball out quick. He was stepping up in the pocket. I don't think he even had a rushing, uh, a, a rushing down where he went right or left, escaped to the sideline like we've seen. So he's making a conscious effort to make adjustments to his game while we played against a team that evidently thought that their previous game plans, because they played us close last year in, in Vegas and they beat us here in, in Kansas City, they thought that, that was they were going to just be able to play that again and that was going to work, and it jumped up and bit them. Barbershop, get off the Twitter. Man, you know I don't tweet. I ain't got no IG, none of that stuff. You got I'm snap, straight snap face. I ain't Inst- got no snap face, no Instagram, no Insta chat, none of that stuff. Right. I was looking at these compliments on the text text line, but I, I guess we'll get to that later. Yeah, as we got third as, quarter. As far as the Raiders game, what the, the, the Chiefs defense did was we kept it very plain and simple. It was mano a mano. Our guys up front were better than their guys blocking. And it became a long day trying to keep Chris Jones, uh, Frank Clark. That was one of the best games we've seen from him mm-hmm. in a long time. Um, but then also, um, hey, man, I hired mercenary. Mark Ingram, he is – he's. He, I mean, um, Melvin Ingram has come from nowhere. Like I said, man, he tapes all ten fingers. He's old school. He puts his uh, fingers in the dirt. And he wants to strangle somebody. Whoever the offensive lineman who has to block him one-on-one, within two seconds, you're at the foot of the quarterback every single time. And he don't, he don't say, I'm sorry. He don't pick you up. <laughs> he, ain't, he, 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 he ain't patting nobody on the back. Man, he lets you know that's going to happen to you every day, All day. And, until they call double team. Until they double me, this is going to be the result every time. And so, like, I love the fact that he's not, um, he's not trying to seek sacks, quarterback hurries. No, he knows if I deposit this offensive lineman three yards into the middle of the pocket, that's going to prevent the quarterback from stepping up. And I got other guys that can go hunt. I got I got some I got some sharks and dogs, and I got Sack Nation. I got all these other guys that can go to get sacks. What I he came here to be a disruptive force, and he does it every single time he's on the field. You got to love that. And then we got the young linebackers, obviously Willie Gay, Bolton. Um, it was good to see Hitch back in there yeah. into the flow of things. Um, I think they had a, a, a they're they're evolving as a linebacker group, but I think our back end, um, man, Fenton, Fenton has been one of the brightest. He Fenton is playing this year like we thought Willie Sneed played last year. The way Sneed played last year came out of nowhere. Um, I mean, Ladarius Sneed yeah. played last year, and it was like, man, this guy's just such a bright spot. I think Traver, um, um Fenton, Fenton is that guy for us. Like he takes nothing from nobody. Yeah. He's not. He's not intimidated. He's not. It doesn't matter what your what your history is. How many receptions? How many Pro Bowls you went to? Line up, and twenty seven is gonna be at your ankles, nipping, gnawing, gnawing, <laughs> nipping, rerouting, challenging you for balls. Like he's gritty like that, man. I love corners like that. 
Um, and then you you pair that up with our safeties. Obviously, Honey Badger's doing this thing. Obviously, got a terrific nose. He's a hawk, ball hawk. Um, and then Deuces, right? Double Deuces. Uh, my man from UVA. Um, he's been doing this thing, getting Thorn better Hill, and better. Yep. Throwing he'll be getting better and better. And so, I mean, I think everybody what we say is when you when you go from the front all the way to the back, everybody is starting to play complementary of each other's skills. They having that trust, that communication, and that's just, you know that's going to be a sad state of affairs as we go further and further in the season. Absolutely, I thought the defense played really good complementary football to the offense. Special teams stepped up again. Uh, even though we had the one fumble from Mike Hughes, you had the fake punt, Tommy Townsend executing that. That was kind of the final dagger that you kind of really felt comfortable that this game had swayed into the good guy's hands. But when we come back, that's the end of the first quarter. And just like each and every week, our show and our quarters are brought to you by U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. But when we come to the second quarter, we're going to, broach some different topics about this Chiefs team, about the NFL in general. I want to hear Keith's uh, perspective on just players in general going through a a win streak and coming out on the side. And and now we're coming up upon a big game against a team we haven't seen before and a bye week after that, which the bye week is huge. And we're going to talk about that next. This is Players Only with Dana Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We're back, Players Only. Back in the building, second quarter of the show. Sean Barber, a.k.a. Barbershop. Keith Cash, Cash, our guest in studio. And I am Dana Hughes. And... We do still have the Jay's Southland Toe Service text line open, 913-576-7610. We got some good texts that we'll get to in the third quarter when the time is yours in the Chiefs' kingdom. But this segment, I wanted to get into midseason grades. Now, I know before anybody texts in or calls in, that is not technically midseason. But after last week, when all the noise was about Aaron Rodgers not being uh, involved in the head-to-head matchup against the Packers, the Chiefs, you know, playing a little lackluster in in a lot of people's eyes, but getting the win. I kind of feel like after this second game, this is only the second game against an AFC West opponent where we beat the Raiders decisively, who was in first place prior to the game, I kind of feel like this is a great time for us to tackle midseason grades. So, the math is off, but the facts are the facts. How we want to break this down, fellas? I think, I mean, let me start with the defense, all right? I'm, I'm going to handle the defense at the back end of the defense and the special teams. Uh, let me get begin with, the, with the, the position I know and love, that linebacker group. I think we obviously got some young, aggressive guys. The development we've seen so far from Nick Bolton is amazing. I think we got we to start off with saying as a group of guys, I think the grade I give them is a C plus, maybe a B minus. But I, uh, yeah, I'm a hard teacher. My, both, both of my parents are teachers. I'm a hard. Shoot. I'm hard. Grade on the curve. Dang. There ain't no curve. There ain't even no curve. I That's call a, a spade ball. a spade. That's a great on the knuckleball. There is a lot of room for improvement because when I look at the leagues across the league, the linebacker groups that play uh, lights out, the Tampa Bay's, the uh, the Steelers, the um, uh, the linebacker um, Ravens. The Ravens got a Patrick Queen. Like like these guys play every down. They're uh, not a liability against the pass or the run. Um, 
lot of tackles for loss. And that's what I'm seeing from Bolton. And obviously with, with, with Hitch getting back in there, it's going to limit some of the time in Bolton. But it's, it shouldn't limit his progression. He should still progress, learn. Um, I listened to a, a, a audio clip of him being interviewed, and he spoke so highly of his uh, communication with Hitch on the date. So I like what I'm seeing. So I'm going to get the, the uh, C, C plus, B minus to the linebackers. The secondary, corners and safety, I'm going to combine them together, and I'm going to give them a B plus. Um, I'm going to erase a lot of the early stuff I saw because of the personnel, a lot of the one-on-ones, missed tackles, some of those those, those things. I'm going to give them a, a do-over. I let the, I, t- I get, grade the paper, gave it back to them. They corrected it. Now I got Thornhill out there doing some work. Um, he got out jumped by Sorensen on that, that pick. I saw that. So he got to work on that vertical a little bit <laughs> against the Raiders. But overall, they're, they're in the place they need to be. They're making big plays. And I think Ward and my man Fenton are um, – and, and definitely, um, uh, you know, also uh, Snead. Those three guys are doing a phenomenal job. In special teams, I'm going to give it a C plus. Um, um, I don't like any miss. Dang, I, I, none of the guys is eligible. They barely eligible. If they was in college, you, they couldn't be hey playing. Man, my, my rule of thumb with special teams is going into every game, every special teams coach I've been around, it's like 100%. Every field goal, every extra point. Okay. Give up no, no big plays. I hear you. Uh, no block punts, no block kicks. And so overall on the season, um, the, the few turnovers we've we've had, one by Pringle, uh, one by 2-1, um, that, that knocks it down to a C. But everybody has room for ingru- improvement. Um, the sky's the limit. I'm a hard teacher in, in, in week 17, and hopefully they'll come back and <laughs> ain't no some hard teacher. <laughs> ain't no summa cum laude's there. <laughs> hey, he changing grades, throwing out, throwing out stuff. No, no. I pass it to Keith Cash. Pass it to Keith Cash. Let's talk about the defensive line. This is kind of an incomplete, right? We had a couple guys hurt early, several guys hurt uh, throughout the year. We just got Ingram in. So I think if I'm looking at them last game, I would give them a B plus throughout the season uh, just because I'm not throwing out grades. I'm going to give them a C minus. But with that being said, they are trending in the right direction. Yep. Those boys are starting to starting to come around. So – uh, I look forward to that 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 grade going a lot higher. What about uh, so you also obviously as a former tight end? What do you see from our tight end core? Uh, we started off the season with four tight ends. We had four tight end sets, and Jody Fortson goes down with an injury. Now we're kind of in that three guy set, but each guy having their own kind of role. Yeah, I don't think you need four tight ends. I mean, I like the fact that they kept four tight ends because we those were the four of the best players, you know, top fifty-three or whatever. But I mean, you still have Kelsey. What is he, the fifth-rated receiver, not just tight end, yeah, but exactly. the fifth-rated receiver? So I mean, they get a, a a B plus from me. There was a couple drops, some miscommunications in there, but all in all, they've played well. Kelsey has done his thing. Uh, looks like this gray kid. He looks like he looks fast and, mm-hmm. and quick to me. So I look forward to what they're going to do with him. And then Bell is that grappler. He's that guy that gets his hands on you and just kind of extension of the offensive line. The Bell Dozer. So, speaking of the offensive line, what you got on, on on the big uglies in the middle? Gosh, you know what? The big uglies in the middle are balling those two guards in the te- in the Oof. the center. They are mauling people. <laughs> they are God, mauling people. Uh, tackles, not so much. They struggled a little bit earlier. Seems like they're playing a little bit better. Uh, I think part of their struggle was the uh, the way that Patrick Mahomes plays. I mean, he holds the ball and he he tries to get it downfield. Yeah. Now that you see him getting in more of a rhythm and and the timing coming together, 
I think some of those bad plays aren't that bad because he's going to have the ball out of his hands. Yeah, and I agree. And I'm going to tackle the last three. And by the way, if you were not listening to the first quarter of this show, Barbershop was giving me crap about being a special teams guy and not an offensive guy. And guess who covered special teams in this grading? And guess who's gotten the final three, which happen to be offensive categories in here? Now, Barbershop, Skill don't interrupt. Skill positions, too. Skill positions. That's what I'm saying. You know, you didn't know that Slim Danen. Shoot. Our <laughs> running backs. Third quarterback. Fourth quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I was an emergency quarterback, too. You didn't know that either, Barbershop. See? Oh, no. You're going to learn something today. Learn. I'd, say, I'd say from the running back position, I – I'd give them a B, I'd say A minus, and here's why. I think the emergence of Darrell Williams, uh, Derek Gore coming off of practice squad and getting an infusion of energy and production in the way that he did in his opportunities uh, with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the only thing you can think back on in regards to a negative in regards to this running core, running back core is the fumble against the Ravens. You'd be hard-pressed to really tackle anything else that this running back core has not done with the opportunities that they've been given. The reason why I say that is because, and, you, and people may have heard me say this throughout this season, when you have an opportunity, people say, establish the run, establish the run. If you're going to establish a run, guess what you're doing? You are taking the ball out of the best player in the NFL's hands who's Patrick Mahomes. Every time he gets it and has to hand it off, that's one less time he can do some magic with it. I know that's a tough juggle, and that's one of those dynamics that Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid have had to figure out, but I don't think it's at the behest of the running backs and their availability and opportunity to make plays. So I'm going to give them that A-. minus. Uh, wide receivers, I'm going to be, I guess I'm kind of like barbershop on that. I'm going to be a little harder on them. And I'm going to say they're probably a B minus C plus. And reason why, because of the, the, the drops earlier, the drops that automatically went to interceptions. I think of uh, Marcus Kemp, the two that Tyreek had. We had multiple fumbles by Byron Pringle and McCall Hardman. Each one of those guys have been like equal opportunity in regards to turning the ball over. We hadn't really established a number two receiver up to this point. So to me, uh, a B minus C plus is is justified in part because Tyreek Hill has been able to elevate that team. If Tyreek Hill wasn't doing what he's been doing to the extent of what he's been doing, that would we'd probably be in a D plus range with our wide receiver. So Tyreek Hill and his uh, amazing amazing performances and athleticism and speed and quickness has carried this wide receiver into the, the positive category as far as a C plus and at quarterback, if we're grading on whole, not the 400 plus yards and five touchdowns that we saw last week, but from week one through week 10, I'm going to say B, a B grade for Patrick Mahomes um, because I think if he's got 10 interceptions, we've already talked at least three of those are catchable balls that should be caught that hit the receivers, both of his hands. Um, and then the adjustments that he's made since identifying some of his weaknesses and tendencies and teams exploiting that. So I'm going to give them a B there. So those are the grades for the first half of the season. If you got a problem with any of them, the text line is open, 913-576-7610. When we come back after halftime, 
The time is yours. Text us, call us, give us what you got. We look forward to hearing about it, but we'll get to it next. <clears throat> Time's yours. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Halftime's Time's over. Yours. And we're back. Players Only back in the building. Sean Barber. Keith Cash, our guest, and I'm Danon Hughes. And this third segment, as it is each and every week, is... Time's yours. Time's yours. We got the text line open, 913-576-7610. And the phone lines as well. And we got a phone line. Reggie from Anaheim. What you got going on, Reggie? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Um, I got two quick, uh, quick questions slash comments. Um... I had been saying since like week two or three when I went back and rewatched the games, I was like, "Man, I was like, can I still? Back seems to... Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah, I was saying. Uh, my my two quick comments was: uh, Is it a surprise that uh, once Patrick Mahomes started hitting the running back purposely? Right out of the backfield, right when he gets the ball, and it starts to open up to all the stuff that he, all the cute stuff that they want to do downfield. And then my second comment is. Um, I don't think he's going to get enough run, but I think you guys have talked about it already tonight. But Melvin Ingram coming in and being a, a, a stalwart, uh, a defensive end on the run and on the uh, and being a pass rush specialist, I think it's really helped the defense because it's allowed Chris Jones to kick inside with uh, with with Naughty and uh, number ninety. I forget his name. Um, which 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 makes our front seven pretty good, especially when you got those young and athletic uh, linebackers on that second level as well. So I just wanted to to get your guys' opinion on Mahomes finally throwing it to the running back, opening up the offense, and, and Melvin in, uh, uh, and Ingram being a uh, uh, um, you know uh, an asset on that defensive end. Take well, I'll, yeah, I'll reply to that. Um, obviously, from Pat Mahomes' standpoint, um, he's been traditionally a quarterback that's always kept his eyes downfield, downfield. Uh, watching second level, and that's where he's, um, you know, kind of buttered his bread. He's been known for these amazing no-look catches at a 20 yards downfield, the, the, the 60 yard plus uh, bombs to Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and stuff, the wasp play. Um, but teams are taking those things away, and, and it's almost like in the first 10 weeks of the season, he's been reluctant to go ahead and take that five-yard uh, flat route, that, fa- that 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 swing route, uh, the, the the stop route. Um, and now that he's going to those um, quicker. It's allowing everything. The one thing we saw in this game, if you remember the image of seeing Kelsey after the catch, it was like he was just dodging bullets. He seemed like he was Neo in the Matrix, right? He would he would he would he would tag he would tag uh, Max Crosby, so he couldn't get to Pat, and then he would late release, grab the ball, and now the guys are coming from 15 yards deep, and he just dodging them is easy, like you know, like like it was just so easy for him, um, and that's the kind of rhythm throws. That from a defense is going to play you uh, deep to short. Just keep hitting up. This, those are jabs. Those just just jabs, jabs, jabs for the first uh, few few quarters, and then it opens up those big plays, chunk plays down to Tyreek Hill, um, and then the big chunk play, obviously for the touchdown to Darrell Williams. And then from a defensive side point, like you said, uh, my man Melvin Ingram is a mercenary. He came in to, with an attitude. Mm-hmm. They asked him his first question: "What kind of what kind of um, emotion are you gonna have when it's time to play the Chargers and it's time to play the Pittsburgh Steelers later in the season?" He's like, "Emotion? I don't play with no emotion. <laughs> like this is this is what I do. This is my job. Yeah. And I, like that attitude is something that was needed. Like like I'm not counting stats. I'm not counting any of that stuff. 
I'm trying to make life miserable for whoever you put in front of me for the entire game. And it doesn't matter if we're at home Mm-mm. or away, 12th man, whatever it is, I'm about this business. Yeah, that attitude travels well. And it does allow uh, Sack Nation and Frank Clark to then be a little bit more uh, pass happy. Um, and, and then when you talk about those linebackers, if your front four are taking care of business and they're, they're not letting offensive linemen up on you quick, mm-hmm. it'll allow our angles to be nice and sharp downhill. And we got some young guys that know how to bang. Those are bangers. Bolton and Willie Gay are two bangers. They can run sideline and sideline. They got great cover skills we've seen from Willie Gay already with a pick. Um, and those guys are going to continue to make plays and develop. And so I like what I see overall um, from front to back of a defense. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Keithan. And Casey Moe, Keith, and what's going on, bro? Hey, how you doing, Dane? Good to talk to you. I always love you as a player and everything. Keith Cash, barbershop, everything, you know. Appreciate you. I just want to – I got an old school – I got an old school question uh, for my man Keith Cash. Uh, I would like to know, when you made that touchdown against the Oilers and you – you you hit you you threw the ball at Buddy Ryan's thing. What was you thinking? And before you answer that, I just want to give a shout out to y'all. I love y'all. I love C Dot. I love Six Ten. Love Rob, the producer. And just I'm going to go out with that. And y'all keep the thing. Let's go, Chase. Appreciate you. One yes, back. sir. Yes, Appreciate sir. You, so uh, I'm not sure what I was thinking. I know that I was very angry in my youth. I was a very angry man. And uh, they were talking about taking out our quarterback. You remember uh-huh. that day? Oh, yeah, all that trash that. was yep. being talked. I think they beat us by about 30 earlier in the yep. year. Week two. And we, we came out there pretty pretty upset. So yeah. uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I caught the pass, scored a touchdown, saw, the, saw Buddy Ryan in that corner, and it was kind of one of those um, – can't even say it on the radio. Yeah. But one of those F- screw you moments. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yep, I I agree. I was on the field. I remember that season. That was my rookie year. And I kind of feel like if you remember, that was it the year before was their great comeback. Oh, they they I'm sorry, that the Bills came back against them and they kind of felt like this was their year for retribution all the way through. And they kind of overlooked us because they beat us up so bad earlier in the season. And uh, they didn't have the luxury of getting a second chance at that. So, yeah, I remember that. I remember Keith being a very angry individual on the football field. Not off the field, but on the football field. I think we were all kind of different different zones of life That's right. back then. That's right. Thanks for the call, bro, Keith. And what about Dan? KC, give it to us, Dan. Dan. Time's yours. Hey, Dan. Hi. Hi, Sean. That was a great performance by the Chiefs. Kelsey owns the Raiders. 119 yards and the and the kill and the defense really good you know yeah a couple of sacks by well sacked by Jared Reed and uh, I remember saying the night when uh, uh, it was good by Kid Andre Bryson that was the uh, the best performance on Monday Night Football when they pulled out from the and uh, well, the final score was I think 27 to 22 but anyway great performance take care of yourself guys. Appreciate you Dan I love how Dan brings us the energy each and every week. Thanks for the call. Yes, I do remember that. Big-time play. Chris Dishman was the defensive back that made the blunder and came up on an out route when we needed a touchdown to go ahead. Uh, just a dopey thing that the Raiders – it was typical Raiders. So That's what they do. Yep. To the text line, yes. We got the first text from 816. Mark Thomas, we appreciate you. I do remember you and your son, Chad, coaching against y'all in baseball. Appreciate you with the support. You have a blessed Thanksgiving as well. Um an eight one six. Don't act like special teams isn't important, Barber. 
<laughs> he don't know. Bless his heart. I, I'm, a, I'm a four-phase special team, man. If, if those who know, that means I played on kickoff, kickoff return, punt, and punt return my entire all 10 years. Me too. All so six. I was, a, I was a, we had core special teamers here. One of the biggest, one of the biggest old school special teams plays in Chiefs history is Keith Cash block punt I did against, it all, baby. against his Pittsburgh, his previous team, Pittsburgh Steelers, in what was, wound up being the the only home playoff win in twenty years wow. up until just a few years ago. So now, yeah. like for yeah, the Kendall Gammon snapping slow, slow Kendall. <laughs> That's our ambassador brother, man. Okay. Turn down the house. I tell him that all the, the time. I tell him that now, all the now time. Now, Keith, going back to this pu- this punt block, did you use a quick swim, an underarm, a rip? Uh, uh, did, they, did they just leave you unblocked? He just Come ripped on, through. Man. Unblocked. That's where you go. I'm just, sometimes he just they, ripped hey, hey, Sometimes they start rip counting. and dive. Hey, yep. I got one. You got two. And you I know, was back punt returning. They, oh, my bad. What it was was I did a little swim, and then I then I ripped, and then I did a head slap. Oh, all of it, old school, all of it in about one second. Trifecta. That's how quick he was. That's it. Yeah. Got in the bed before the lights went out. (laughs) He's like, keep cash. (laughs) Eight one six. Why did Hitchens not wrap up when he tackles or he gets driven back three to five yards each time? Let's like, okay, let's, let's, let's X out the getting driven back three. Like, like he's doing that on purpose. Um, (laughs) Not rapping is just a nature of, as you get down more and more years, more and veterans. Like the man is playing with the, you know, slightly torn this, or you know, we, we know he's got an arm injury that happened earlier this year. I mean, th- those are just it's it's a survival mode right yeah. now. Like no one is a hundred percent. So we got Thune playing with a broken hand. We got Chris playing with his wrist injury. It's a it's a battle of attrition at this point. And so if the guy has a, has only one arm, what you want you want him to do a, a, a you know full Technique. Uh, yeah, technical Te- takedown, full Nelson. I mean, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, the man is making extreme contact. He's getting to his spot. He's using his hands to get off blocks um, in the right place, yeah. right time, leading the defense. If, if it becomes a, a liability, um, you'll see more uh, Bolton in there. All right, that's the Tanjour segment. I kind of feel like we're going to extend that into the fourth quarter because we got a lot of text messages here. We don't have a whole bunch of time, but we appreciate all the activity. And we uh, thank you for the Times Yours segment. When we come back for the fourth quarter, the fourth and final quarter before this Cowboys matchup and then a bye week, we'll tackle a few more text messages and then get into the keys for the Chiefs to come away with the win. Next. <coughs> Times Yours. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Fourth quarter here, players only, barbershop, Sean Barber, Keith Cash, our guest, and I'm Danon Hughes. I think we got to get a little carryover in the fourth quarter from the Times Yours segment as each and every week. Our friends at U.S. Bank, whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. Uh-oh. Guys, before we get into the keys to this win coming up, which I'm going to say it's a win, we got the 816. Somebody made a statement about Iowa. Uh, I'm going to save that. Save the best for last. <laughs> 816, the grades are fair. Thank you. We appreciate that. We appreciate that assessment, even though Barbershop was kind of a little low on his, but, you know, who's 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 being picky? All right. We got uh, 913, Fenton, 
Number one cornerback, better than Ramsey. Eh, not sure about that one. Veach, 201st pick. Like the 201st pick, but I ain't going to go out on the limb in regards to Jalen Ramsey in comparisons to him. Uh, we talked about Melvin Ingram. We got a guy from Columbia here. Hate the puppet, what I already heard from you, but thoughts on are precisely the same that the defense is a, is about production, I guess. All right. We appreciate that from 816. Where, where's the Hawkeye one? I want to get to the Hawkeye one. As an Iowa fan from the 563, that's a new one. As an Iowa fan, I obviously love you, Hitchens, and Neiman. I understand people's frustration, especially with Ben, but they are system guys. They know the system, and that's why Spags trust them. Thoughts? Go Hawks. Let me repeat that last part. Go Hawks. I think, I think that, that, that text line message says you're a system guy. That's what you're saying, Danny. Uh, that's what I heard. You, Hitchens, and Neiman, y'all are all system system guys. I'm I'm an Odyssey system guy. Odyssey, (laughs) right here. That's the system. That's the only system I'm a part of. (laughs) Robots. All right, from the 316, y'all need at least another hour or at least an additional show on another night. No BS without an agenda. I agree. We've been begging for this. We've been talking with Steven Spector for years. This is our... What, fourth year on? Yes. And we've been begging for extra time. The fans want to hear the no-nonsense. Listen, they understand the, 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 the bills that get paid by the messages and the commercials and stuff, but when it's time to talk football, time to talk Chiefs, they don't want to talk about the hot takes on the Good Morning News and, and what pro uh, football focus Lewis Riddick is saying and, and, and playing clips from coaches. They want to know, hey, man, what do y'all guys see the game through a different lens? What, what are y'all seeing? What yep. is working? What ain't working? What, can, what, what things are going to be re- replicated and, and can we continue to see? You're going to continue to see Melvin Ingram be a bad mf <laughs> That's what he is. Like, yep. like, it ain't no, like, he ain't never been that. He ain't never been not that. That's what he's always been. You're going to see Sagnation be special. He's a special defensive tackle. Whenever he's on top in, in those A and B gaps, he's, he's long. He's, he's batting balls down. He keeps people off his body. Um, and then Frank Clark, when the chum is in the water, that's why they call him the shark. He's the closer. That's what he is. He's the closer. All right, so real quick, guys, we got the Cowboys coming up. We only got about... I don't know, about 60 seconds for all three of us. What do you think about this Cowboys guest, Keith Cash? Yeah, I think the keys are no turnovers, run the ball, and and take what they give you. They're going to give you a chance throwing the ball deep a few times. we got to hit some of those. Yep. I think offensively, I think we could perform well against this team. I don't want us going into the game worrying about wins and losses. I want us to be the aggressive. I want us to come in here, and however you leave this field – Cowboys, you're going to leave hurt. Either your feelings, your record, whatever. Somebody's going to be hurt walking off this field, and it ain't going to be us. We're going to be the hammer and not the nail. Yep, I agree. There's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Nobody's, nobody's endorsing uh, injury, and but being hurt can have multiple, multiple definitions. I agree. Be who we are. And I think we kind of saw the identity of this Chiefs team over these last few weeks. It wasn't necessarily producing points in those first two wins, but last week, if we get that kind of tag and that's the identity that we carry, we're going to be in the same predicament as we were a couple years ago at this same time. Remember, we lost to the Tennessee Titans. We were 6-4 and and didn't lose another game for almost a calendar year. 
I like that idea. I think this team is really rallying together. I agree, Melvin. Ingram has been an infusion of different energy and attitude to this defense where you're seeing guys like Jaron Reed step up, Mm -hmm. Derek Nottie Mm -hmm. step up, the linebacking core feeding off of that, Chris Jones getting to a different level that we'd seen earlier this season. And offensively, this offensive line keep bullying people, moving people against their will. That's the job of an offensive line. That's what they wake up every morning wanting to do. Let's keep doing it. And Patrick Mahomes – we're seeing the adjustments. Hey, Danny, can we take some time to just beg the fans to come to the game, be there? Be there. Listen, do the not sell man. these tickets. I know you want to make a little extra cash to play for the playoff tickets. This ain't the time to do it. We need it. Push all your chips in. Let's let's fill that lower that lower bowl all red. The sea of red needs to come alive. Be the 12. Be that energy. Be the 12th person on the field. Get yeah. those boys what they need to play. There's a there's some there's a lot of Dallas Cowboys that ain't never experienced the Chiefs kingdom. Mm-mm. Let's give them what they don't realize they can get. They have never experienced it down in Jerry's Dome. The Chiefs kingdom can become a reality to the NFC. Patrick Mahomes is 12 and 2 against the NFC. 37 touchdowns, just 8 interceptions. He has been dominant. It is tough to play against this team when you only face them once every four years. I believe that this is the time. Our Chiefs are going to come away with a victory. Seven and four going into the bye week. For everybody out there, for Julio, Keith Cash, your family, Barbershop, your family as well, have a blessed and happy Thanksgiving. We won't be with you next week, but we'll be back at it after that. Peace. Players only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.